everybody, welcome to the Geek Generation. I'm your host, Rob Logan, and Mike Volpe is in the studio Hello. with me. What is up? I can't stop yawning. Sweet. That's going to be that kind of episode, people. It's be energetic. <laughs> It'll be good. Yeah. I'm going to kick things off by uh, letting people know about something I've been doing recently that's been a lot of fun for me. He's growing a beard. Well, no, that's... <laughs> a beard isn't I think necessarily you a fun it. thing. I don't like facial hair. Yeah, but like, don't you don't have to go further than it is. He's got a whole new look, people. He's got the Batman hat on backwards today. <laughs> he's got a beard growing. I don't it's know like, if it's a whole new look. It's, but it's, he's like badass Batman today. Sure. I like <laughs> I'll it. I'll take it. Um, so a thing that I've been doing recently is I've been streaming video games on Twitch. Ah. It is something you can do with like the next generation consoles. However, of course, I don't have one of those yet, but you can also do it with PC games. So one thing I've been doing a lot is going on to Twitch and streaming some of the Steam like indie games. Yeah, playing a lot of Binding of Isaac, uh, but I turn the music in the game off and I play the podcast in the background. Oh, is that what you were doing when I got here? It is. You were well, streaming? I wasn't. I wasn't actually streaming oh. that one. I was just playing some games. We didn't have that long before we were recording, so oh. I didn't want to be like in depth in a, in a streaming session or whatever. But a few people have jumped in to like kind of chat about the show or the game while the episode is playing and stuff. So cool. it's been a fun little way to help promote the show and a nice way to kind of connect. How do you with communicate fans, back so. through the microphone? There's a or? chat room. Oh, so I can just type in the, Oh, you have to type. It can't hear you. I can do that. I could turn on my microphone and chat back to them, but if the show's playing, there's already talking oh. happening. So it's like, yeah, it'd be double talk and that's no good. There will be times when I go on and I'm just going to play a game and then actually just chat with mm-hmm. people. So we'll do that in the future, too. Who knows? But if people want to check that out, go to thegeekgeneration.com slash Twitch. You can choose to follow us on there if you have a Twitch account. And then every time I sign on or we sign on to do some online gaming, you will be notified automatically. So that way you can hop in and join us. Uh, you can also follow us on the Twitter and the Facebook to find out that way, too, because I make postings when we do it. And that's been fun. So I hope people join us for that. Uh, let's do some geek outs and freak outs then. Kick it off with the geek outs. Yay! What you got? Uh, you posted the new Ninja Turtles trailer. I did. And I like it. It is good. What do you think? I think it looks good. I'm still sold. They, I don't know about Shredder too much, and I feel like they're kind of doing a head fake with Shredder because yeah. it seemed like from what they were portraying, that was some sort of like android or robot or right. something like that. So maybe and who was he talking to when he was like, I'm going to take your armor to a exactly level. Exactly. There's another guy. Right. Maybe maybe Shredder's like Chinese or something like he's supposed to be. Right. Right. So maybe William Fincher isn't necessarily Shredder, even though they've kind of he's developed a technology. Right. For Shredder. Mm, I think it looks good. I'm not really big on the voices of the turtles, though. Those are bothering me a little. Yeah. They don't seem to fit. Yeah, as good the as they part. did in the cartoons and true. the original live action movies. True, true. Uh, Corey Feldman was a must. Michael Bay dropped the ball. He has the <laughs> money. Corey Feldman can't be that expensive. Can't be. He can't be. Can't be. Raphael, I think, was the one that threw me off the most. Uh, Michelangelo, I mean. Michelangelo, yeah. He just doesn't sound. I don't know. Maybe I'll get used to it. Yep. That's the only thing that bothers me. I think the rest of it looks good. I thought it was the scene. In the subway where they're fighting the Foot Clan, and mm-hmm. like they're throwing them through the subway, right, like the right. window as of the train while it's moving. I'm like, yeah, this is gonna get violent. I yeah. like it. <laughs> while it's visually a lot darker, I think it's still trying to keep some of that fun element. Well, that's what the first movie was like, the original ones. Right, it was still very dark, but yeah. it had a good comedy aspect. To sure, it. sure. But I'm also, you could tell that they're not really there. You can still tell that it's CGI, mm-hmm. which bothers me a little. I wish. 
they had just I mean if we were able to do it 20 something years ago I think right. we can do it now with a little more ease right but we'll see how it works out I'm optimistic for it I'm looking forward to it was that August 8th yeah yeah it's not too far away it's about a month away mm-hmm. um, I started reading the Dexter book series oh I'm almost done with the first book which wow. is almost identical to the first season I had heard that yeah there are a few differences but there are not a ton which I some of them I like and some of them are a little bit different. I like that you get more of his perspective on Deb, mm-hmm. uh, more of like what he feels about her, because you don't get as much of that in the show. Okay, I feel like you were, we learn more about how Deb feels about him. Interesting. Um, and then he he also wears a mask in the book. Oh, really? Which is different. He covers his face up because he doesn't. He shouldn't be seen at all. You know, rule number one: don't get caught. Exactly. God forbid somebody get away; they can't know what he looks like. In a kill room, then does he reveal who he is? Nope. Mask stays on. Wow. The so whole they time. Never and know. the kills are brutal. Yeah. He doesn't. There's no. At least in the first book, he's not injecting that stuff into them to mm-hmm. put them to sleep. He literally just like chokes them out. Yep. Drags them, and then he ties him down and then you know he uses the wrap the mm-hmm. plastic wrap to keep him held down okay but he will just start sawing off body parts while they're alive oh my god he doesn't just stab him in the chest he's like taking fingers off while he talks to them and lets them look at the pictures wow um he's a lot more brutal it is not like they that would have been i think too much for the tv show i was gonna say i can see why they got rid of that because they want you to be torn between cheering for the guy and rooting yeah. against him so, so. He, he makes a reference to to um, talking to Harry, uh, who was his dad in the show and in the book, about how um, basically he was killing animals when he was younger. Mm-hmm. And like Harry found them just completely mutilated and torn apart. And that's right. basically what he's doing to people now. Wow. I mean, he just, but then he covers them up into trash bags. He disposes them of them the same way, but the, the whole aspect of how he kills them is totally different. Hmm. Like it's brutal. And then Deb is not. The way they casted Deb for their show is not at all how she's written up in the book. Oh, yeah? Yeah. She's written up to be much more, I don't know, like like she was the girl who played her was Jennifer Carpenter. Carpenter yeah. She's pretty. Yep. She's very attractive. But in the book, they talk about she's very heavy chested. Mm-hmm. Like she has a butt. Like, you know, Jennifer Carpenter is a little more. The body type thin, is different. Then. Totally different. Yeah. And very like model looking. Hmm. Or not, mo- just like yeah, model looking. Yeah. Um. So that's a little bit different. The other characters all seem to be the same. As okay. I read through it, I'm like, all right, they they kept these guys the same. But so far, it's good. Uh, there's a few different things that have happened in the book that haven't happened in the show. Right. The show actually, I think, went more in depth with things. They because they had what twelve or thirteen episodes. Yeah. There's more action and there's more events that are taking place in the show than in the book. The book's a little more condensed. Okay. Um, but overall, it's good. I'm excited to see how it differs now. Like once I finish this first book, I want to see if the show and the book go in two different directions. If the book, I don't know if the books have ended. If they have, like, how does it end? Yeah, I don't know if they ended yet. I know that they do veer off very yeah. soon. And I know go a book totally was different. released, I think, last year. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it's. It said something like. Dexter's last act or something okay. along those lines. They do have a graphic novel series, too. Which, oh, they do? as far as I know, differs even still from the other two. Oh, man. I don't have to do that next. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't get enough. And uh, for people who haven't listened, because I didn't understand what Rob was talking about until I watched the show, you really should because it is addicting. And you do get tied into these characters and you want more. Mm-hmm. So now that I know there's a comic book out there, now I know where I'm going <laughs> after the book. <laughs> and the comic book is fairly new, too. 
Oh, okay. so there's time for that to build up if you want to give it a chance, cool. and then you can probably get it in like bigger collections. Awesome. Yeah. All right, you're up. Okay. Uh, one thing that I'm geeking out about is that I saw Edge of Tomorrow the other oh, day. Oh, you did. I did. Finally, I've been waiting to That's see. That's a for new a Tom weeks. Cruise movie. It is. Uh, it was very good. Groundhog's Day in space. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> Kinda. It's that idea of replaying the same day over and over again, but this time there's a military application to it. It's not mm-hmm. just about comedy and all that, but and there's a, a more sci-fi reason for it. They explain why it's happening. It's mm-hmm. not just some random occurrence. It's it's just a fun movie, honestly. I enjoyed it. So don't go in with like crazy expectations, but I'd give it like an eight out of ten. Does it get repetitive? No, no, I think they did a nice job. Like with Groundhog's Day, when I watched that, I got that feeling of all right, let's wrap this up. Yeah. Not with oh, this. Okay. You, it no. was good. It held you. No, they the first like two times they go through it, they repeat a lot because they want you to see the repetition. Yeah. But then it gets to a point you see like him die and him wake up, him die and wake up. We just keep screwing up oh. and dying and wake up. Like yeah. and it just goes boom, 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 so boom. So they're boom. skipping the middle part and yes. just getting right to it. Yeah, All right. they go to the parts that are important for each replay. So and there are times when they skip a whole bunch of replays, they just make reference to them. Oh. So there's a lot that you don't see. But I, I thought it was really good. I enjoyed it. Cool. I do still wish it had the original title. Again, I understand why they changed it. They which didn't was in Japan. What? All you need is Kill, which is the graphic novel series that it was based on. They didn't change that in Japan. No. So they're saying that we can't handle what Japan can handle? Apparently. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> yeah, right. Thanks, Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, my next geek out is, I thought I had it up here with me, but I don't. It's actually downstairs. I got a new running band for my iPod because mm. I'm back on the roads and getting back in shape again. So the one that I had was kind of like floppy. It didn't have the best support. Like the iPod would be in there and it would kind of like wiggle back and forth. And yeah. Didn't really stay on my arm the way it should. But I got one from a company called Tune Belt. Okay. And it's actually really good. And one of the nicest things about it is not only uh, does the iPod fit in a lot snugger, it stays on my arm where it's supposed to. It's a nice Lycra material so that it doesn't like mm-hmm. chafe my arm while I'm running or anything. It has a little like extra strap on it that's Velcro that you can wrap extra cord oh, really? from your earbuds on so you can well, get it good. just to the right length that you want so it's not so much that you're like having to deal with it as you're running yeah and it's also long enough that you can actually move your arm and not have it like pulling on the cord or that's anything. the so worst you find... when you're running and you hit the cord and it pulls the headphones exactly. out of your ears you're yeah. like, god damn so you can find like what your right length yeah. is and then on top of all that it has like a plastic screen so you can see the screen through it but it's also capacitive so you can actually use oh, okay. the iPod by just touching through that plastic screen. Oh, it must good. have uh, whatever it needs to mixed in with it to kind of make that still work. Mm. So that's pretty tremendous. And I think it was only like 20 bucks or so. So very affordable. I'll yep. link to it in the show notes if people want to check it out. They have different sizes for different phones and everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, I love that. That's pretty cool. Last Geek Out is actually about someone I think uh, you had seen in the past as well, too. Think back to our wrestling days in NECW. There was a time when two people from Ireland came over. There was a guy named Fergal Devitt. Oh, yeah, I remember that guy. Who I th- I think he goes by like Prince Devitt or Prince Fergal or mm-hmm. something now. He's He was doing like All Japan or I don't even know what yeah. he's doing now, but he's getting a lot bigger. And then Rebecca Knox was the other one, was the girl from Ireland. I don't remember her. Oh, okay. There was... Which is odd, people, right? You would <laughs> right, think right. that Mike Volpe would remember the girl before the guy. Right. But apparently I've lost my mind. She's very attractive. And even more so, why <laughs> have I not remembered this? And she and, was a great worker even back then. And has an accent. Yeah. I dropped the ball. Yeah, no, she was a cool chick. But 
there were several NECW shows that they were on while they were visiting from Ireland. And during one of those shows, there was a tag match that was myself and Rebecca Knox versus El Bariqua and Amber. Okay. It was a random weird match. It was one of maybe like three times I was ever a heel. Did Bob book this? Yeah. That sounds like a Bob yeah. booking. Well, there was a time when, especially early on for me wrestling, that they didn't know what they wanted to do with me. Mm. So Bob would occasionally just make me heal. I saw that trend carry over for the entire time. Really <laughs> yeah, right. Right. I don't know what to do with these guys. Um, They're too awesome. So I was a heel for that match and tagged up with uh, Rebecca Knox. It was a yeah. mixed tag match. And it ended up with her randomly turning on me because I was going to hit the girl on the other team. She kicked me in the balls. woman beater. (laughs) So she ends up kicking me in the nuts and throwing me out of the ring. But then still giving that girl her finisher and winning the match. So that was it was a very strange finish. Hmm. Uh, But that was like eight years ago. Yeah. And just this past week on, I think, Thursday, maybe Rebecca Knox made her NXT debut under the name Becky Lynch. Oh, really? So I'll she is check now. That out. I haven't watched NXT this week. She's been in development with NXT for a little while now because I've been following on Twitter. We had chatted. Oh, it reminded me of another geek out. Thank you. Oh, okay. <laughs> we had chatted real quick on Twitter a year or so ago, whatever. Just um, I had sent the video to her because I have that match online. And I'll actually post it in the show notes, too, if people oh, want to cool. watch that old match. Uh, it, it's I'm not good at all. <laughs> I'll just tell people that. <laughs> that was like. The first or second year I was wrestling, it was still very early on, but it's cool to see that she's getting her shot in NXT eight Uh, years later. Yeah, she's a great worker. I know she had some injuries that took her out of the business for a few years. Clearly, she's recovered from those and gotten back around, which is really great. The only thing that kind of sucks is they're doing the traditional Irish thing with her. Mm. So she's got the Irish music. She's got green ring gear and they're making her Irish step dance like on her way down to the ring and she doesn't know how to do it. So it just looks bad it's I, I just wish they could have her she's such a good worker yeah she doesn't need that she doesn't need that kind of a gimmicky not type every thing. guy needs a gimmick no not i think they're going back to that over the top character thing which is understandable if you're right. appealing to children right but not everybody needs that just because she has an irish accent doesn't mean she has to be this whole like super irish stereotype like let her just be her yeah you know? yeah She's she's a great worker, so she definitely would get over in that way anyway. So anyway, do you you went to the uh, that horror convention in Rhode Island a couple weeks Terracon, ago? Yeah, yeah, yep. and you, there were a lot of wrestlers there. I'm still seeing pictures posted on Instagram yeah. and stuff. Did you talk to anybody? I didn't. No, no, not even Shelly. Uh, I did. I met Shelly because JT was with her. Oh, he was. Yeah, I said hi to them. I said hi to uh, Brandon Webb was there yep. and uh, Robbie the Giant was with them. Yeah. So I chatted with all of them for a while. Oh, I let JT know that I'd be doing work with you and stuff. So yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, I touched base with them all. Good. Yeah, yeah. Um, we watched. I don't know how. I how did neither one of us not mention this? We just watched the oh, yeah. the premiere of Girl Meets World. Yep. Which I will geek out about. Yep. I enjoyed it. Okay. Did you didn't? No. Oh, I mean, it was, it, listen, it's definitely geared towards kids. And I think if we went back and watched Boy Meets World, we'd sit here and go, wow, that was, there's maybe. nostalgia, but it's a little corny. And this show yeah. is definitely corny. I think that maybe as it goes on, it will, they'll be able to, to fine tune things and make it more. They're going to listen to the, the fans. They will. They yeah. want this show to succeed. Mm-hmm. Disney does. They want it to work with the new generation. They want it to work for us because I guarantee you most of the viewers were probably people our age right. looking back. So I'm sure they'll fine tune things and make it better. It was just the pilot, but I enjoyed it. It was cool to see the characters again. 
Yeah. I just don't remember Boy Meets World being quite this cheesy. They definitely upped the cheese factor. Yeah. And it it does fit in line with the current Disney programming. However, I do have to give it some credit that it doesn't seem as salacious as a lot of the current Disney programming. Like, they go in a very weird direction with some of them. Was there as much... I don't know how to phrase this. Sexuality in the original Boy Meets World? Because even in the pilot of this, the girls are like all drooling over the boy. They're pushing the other girl onto his lap. I'm like, I almost feel that that's almost inappropriate and that you're saying, oh, it's okay to do that in school. At first, no, I don't think so. But as he got a little older and then they started doing the whole thing with Topanga and everything. Right. But these kids are what? I mean, they're middle school age. I don't know. Maybe things have changed. Maybe we're just getting old. It's not completely outrageous for the age that they are, for the way kids act. I don't know how much it should be encouraged at that age, but it's definitely not unheard of. Just curious. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, you're in you're in that surroundings way more than I am, so right, I don't right. know what it's like anymore. Yeah. <laughs> now I get it. Like, I think I get it. Yeah. I get why we get older and don't understand <laughs> because we don't see it anymore. Right, right. We just know what we had and things do change. Yeah. Uh the other thing was the WWE network itself. Yes. Like I am impressed. This yeah. really is like the best ten dollars and eight cents I spend a month. Yeah. You use it a lot. All the every night. Oh, I wow. get home, I turn it on. There's always like great programming. Mm-hmm. Um the two things I watch the most is every Tuesday they release a new countdown. Okay. Which is top 10 heels, top 10 baby faces, top 10 catchphrases, whatever the topic might be. That's mm-hmm. fun to watch. And then the WrestleMania Rewind. Have you watched any of those? No. They go back and they're picking out like really good WrestleMania matches. Like when Shawn Michaels came back and, and he took on uh, Chris Jericho. Mm-hmm. And they give you the buildup to it. Okay. And like almost the history of each superstar and how this built to happen or almost didn't happen. John Cena versus Shawn Michaels when, you know, Triple H actually got legitimately hurt. And then right. how they Vince like talks about freaking out, not knowing what to do. That's kind of cool. And they build up. They just show you. And then they show you the full match. And the, so each thing's about probably about an hour. You hmm. get a good 30 to 40 minutes of build up. Mm-hmm. And then they give you the match. And then they give you little interviews with each superstar after how they what they feel about the match. Do they think it holds up? Do they would they have done something different? So it's a really cool aspect to watch, to yeah, see it all build up again, watch the match, and then go from there. That's kind of cool. Yeah. I just think they have a lot of programming, and it's nice. Every Saturday, I can see what actually happened on Raw and SmackDown. Oh, they yeah. have, like, WWE this week. Oh, so they cool. recap all the major storylines and everything that's happened. So I'm able to keep up. So I actually know we're recording on a Sunday, and... Money in the Bank is on tonight, so we're yep. going to watch that. I actually understand what's happening. Oh, like, wow. I'm caught up, and I'm <laughs> excited again because I wow. know what's going on. Yeah, I have no clue. I really think that we were concerned, like, can they pull this off? Mm-hmm. I think they nailed it, and I think it's just going to get better. So props to them, and I'd love to do some work for you. Anything, really. <laughs> <laughs> if they're listening, because we know they always oh, are. They always right? are. Yeah. They listen to everything. <laughs> They'll right. be a WWE podcast in about a week. Yeah. All right, let's do some freakouts. Oh, freakout! I'm up first. Sure. All right. <laughs> Unless you want me to go first. Hey, why don't you go first? Okay. I have, mine are pretty quick. All right. Uh, the first one is I finally saw the rest of Revolution. Oh. Because that has been canceled, unfortunately. Mm. It went two seasons. Unfortunately, it just left on a cliffhanger oh. because they didn't know that they weren't getting more. I guess the ratings were fairly low and they were in danger of being canceled, but they didn't 
change that at the time when they had known it. Yeah. So they left the door wide open and set up what the third season would be about. Mm-hmm. And we'll just never see it now, which is a bummer. I hate when that happens. Yeah. I feel like there always should be some sort of like, how hard would it be? Well, I'm sure it would be kind of difficult, but I feel like there should be some sort of contract that says if we get canceled and leave things yeah. open as a cliffhanger, we do a one, two hour wrap up. Well, I remember thing. we had a conversation in the past about shows and I thought you had I don't, maybe we just speculated, but that a lot of when, when shows are picked up on networks now, there needs to be a definitive ending to the season. Yes. And just in case. So, yeah. And why there didn't was the network say they, them, no cliffhanger? Like you end this clear, you know, just in case. There was a place to stop, but they couldn't have possibly answered all the questions oh. and wrapped up everything without like because the, the goal at the end of every season is not only to kind of cap off that season, but also to set up the next season just in case. Yeah. So the bigger mythology questions, you can't necessarily wrap up. You can take care of all the stuff that was like the season long arc. Yeah. And end that. And that's what they did do. But they still didn't take care of the bigger arc of the series and deal with the whole electricity thing. Right. And all that. So it's a bummer. We'll just never. That's too bad. Never know what happens next. Uh, the other thing, too, that was kind of weird is there was an actress in it that looked really familiar. And mm-hmm. like the last episode or two, she was playing the daughter of uh, this guy that was helping him out who was like a Patriot double agent or whatever. I was like, why does that girl look really, really familiar? And of course, you have to IMDb that stuff and find yeah, of out course. who it is. Uh, I didn't even know she was an actress when I originally saw her, but she was a contestant on America's Got Talent last season. Oh, really? Yeah, she was in a, a duo called Eric and Olivia. Mm. She was singing and Eric was playing guitar and she had a tremendous voice. Very attractive girl, too. I didn't know she was an actress at all. Wow. But she popped up on Revolution and <laughs> there you go. It's just kind of random to see when you when you assume most of these people that are on the reality shows and the talent shows are just kind of people that they're picking out of obscurity. Mm-hmm. That's not always the case. Like they have people yeah. that are musical acts sometimes that have had record deals in the past and they're just looking to make another break. They'll never mention that on the show because it's not as good a story. Right. But that does happen. And then when people find out, they get mad about it. Like, oh, it's not for those type yeah, of... No, it's for yeah, anybody. Yeah. Like, any band can go on. Like, if if uh, Guns N' Roses <laughs> wanted to go on and win America's Got Talent, through. right? <laughs> people would do it just because... Or maybe they'd get mad because they say this is an established band and we don't want to see that here. So. I'm always thinking that right there might be a really cool show. To put them against some sort you of just established take band. all, like, the major rock bands of all time and put them against and you put them against each other with live acts to see if they can still hold up and then the audience votes right there and we see who the greatest rock band of all time is well you can't do all time because they don't all still exist of 2014 (laughs) i don't know but something like that yeah no i like the idea yeah like the name of the show i'm this is gonna get ripped off it's gonna be (laughs) like who holds up or you know something like that yeah they call rock of ages yeah (laughs) yeah I'm just curious. You think like would Metallica make it through? Would right? Who would right. make it through? Right, and that, who would beat who? Yeah, and, yeah. It would. And be then the outcry would be like, how can so and so beat exactly. Kiss? And like exactly. people, people would be freaking out. It'd be awesome. <laughs> that is a Twitter and ratings gold gold mine. Uh, my other freak out, and is... I will sue if anybody does this without my five percent. <laughs> my other freak out is inconsiderate shoppers. Oh, just because I was at the store the other day and, and it's, it's the summertime. So you always check which brand of ice cream is on sale. That's just something I don't know. I do really. Just I just see. go in going. All right. I know I need chocolate and peanut butter. What do I see first? Uh, 
grab that one. Don't care about <laughs> oh, the price. There's always every week a different brand of oh. ice cream on sale. And I there are certain brands I stay away from because they're so chemical. It's disgusting. Oh, really? Like what? Like Briars and Edie. Really? Oh, Those they're are very so chemical? gross. They're I so- never looked at the label. I just grow for the flavor. <laughs> I know just from eating them. Really? Like compared to other ice cream brands, they just don't even Who taste do you, like ice cream. What brands usually go for? Like I'll eat Friendlies and yeah. Hood really? and Ben and Jerry's. But not, I don't, Briars and Edie. Oh, yeah, Ben just, and Jerry's is good. Yeah, yeah they, I don't know what they're made of. And it says dairy dessert. It's not ice cream. It's not ice cream. Really? Yeah, you've never noticed that no. on ice creams before? No. If if it says. Again, they got okay, me. I okay. look at the flavor. <laughs> if it says dairy dessert yeah. or something, it's not actually ice cream. It's some other concoction. Really? That's kind of like pretending to be ice cream. If it says ice cream, then that's legitimate ice but cream. But it is dairy. So we know it came from a cow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's not like non-dairy creamer where you go if it's if it's cream but it's not dairy. The fuck is it? Some of them say frozen dessert and they won't even say dairy. Now I got to start. I don't eat ice cream too often. I did have ice cream a few weeks ago. I was watching TV and I was like, no, I want ice cream. Yeah, look at the label. It's it's fascinating to even just look for that. But I'm getting off of my original forget anyway. (laughs) Uh, That's a little educational lesson for you're welcome. Brought to you by. The geek generation. <laughs> the more you know. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like we need some sort of we do. thing. Um, but I'm I'm at the ice cream things in the freezer section, and I'm looking at them, and I see this older woman coming by with her cart, and she's clearly going to pass in front of me. So I'm like, okay, I'll take a step back. I'll let her pass. She might not even be super aware that I'm here. She must have been either completely not aware that I was there or just didn't give a shit. Because not only did she stop her cart directly in front of me, apparently she wanted ice cream, too, right. the same exact stuff that I did. So I took the step back so she could pass by. She stops her cart right in front of me and then just leans on the on the freezer glass. No. Yeah, like puts her hand up and is like, <sighs> like okay. to stop because it was halftime. Like no, she took a like, time out. Like no, to, to, it's browsing time. Like pay no attention to me and the other person. Like, I wasn't there with someone, but there was another person looking at the ice cream. <laughs> Old people. She just, like, completely took over. Like, we couldn't even see what flavors there were anymore. She's just leaning on the glass. Like, okay, this is my world now. Wow. Yeah. So I was just like, what the hell is going on here? Wow. <laughs> you try to be considerate to somebody, and then they just completely pull that crap, and that's awful. I hate it. That sucks. Yeah. Uh, those are my freakouts, though. Yeah. So mine, uh, it is cell phone upgrade time. Oh boy! So I have an iPhone four. Problem is, you know, it's malfunctioning. I can't download or update certain apps because the phone itself okay. won't upgrade the operating system. Mm-hmm. So um, my phone is quickly becoming outdated, and I don't know really know what to do because I I don't see the phone lasting much longer Hmm. it's i'm like i don't know whether to stick with the iphone or go to another market like it's just overwhelming now i'm getting stuff in the mail because now everybody knows i'm out of contract right right we're just gonna bombard you with advertisements and phone stuff well if you upgrade that's another commitment too to a contract is that what you want no i don't care okay Uh, i mean i like at&t i'm gonna stick with Mm at&t it's just a question of what phone do i want to go with because once you make the choice you are kind of stuck yeah like you're stuck for two years with that phone Here's a I, random question actually, I got to ask you. Yeah. Though. Now, you've been getting away from the social media and everything. Right. So how is it that you are on your phone more than like anybody I know, and yet you're the one that's off of social media? Emails, text yeah. messages galore. Hold on. Let me look. <laughs> because I have like, four text messages from one person, three from another, and six from another. That's why. Good Lord. And is we've that been re- all work-related? Sometimes. Oh, okay. 
They're people I work with. Yeah. It's not always related. Oh, that's right. You have friends. That's the difference. <laughs> <laughs> that's the difference. Winning. No. <laughs> um, uh, well, that that's don't take stabs at yourself like that. I feel bad. <laughs> I really just don't know what to do because yeah. I don't know. The comfort zone would say go with the iPhone. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if I really want the 5 because it is significantly bigger. You know, this phone just barely fits into pockets right. It's just it, picking out a phone shouldn't be overwhelming, and it has become that because mm-hmm. I really just don't know what direction to go in. Well, we're apparently not too far away from the six from the iPhone but six. It's, it's going to get bigger, isn't it? I don't know because we went from our phones being the size of a brick to shrinking down to as small as humanly possible to now becoming well. I'm just going to hold a tablet against my head, right? Well, just because you're leaving contract doesn't mean that that's some deadline where you now oh, have to get no, a new no, phone. Oh, no, no, no. But I'm looking at it from the point of view of the phone really is just okay. functioning properly. Yeah. Even the older version of apps, I find that I get knocked out of them more often because they're not the updated version. Mm-hmm. There were apps I wanted to download the other day and it, they all were like, you don't have whatever it is, 7 point whatever or 8 whatever. And you're on know. AT&T, right? Yeah. that's The, the service is great. I right. love AT&T. I don't yeah, have a problem too. with them. Yeah, I just have a problem with the fact that my phone is becoming outdated very okay. rapidly. Well, there is. And you, I see people in the gym with the Galaxy or this phone right, or that right. phone. I'm like, wow, that's really cool. And then I'm like, I don't know. Mm. I mean, I'm not really on social media much. I used Instapoop a lot. The only thing that's hard to get out of, I think, is if you've bought a lot of apps and stuff. Right. You're kind of tied into that world unless you want to rebuy them on like the Android marketplace or mm. something, you know? When is the new iPhone supposed to come out? What time is that? The fall? Oh, that they do I, that I, kind of stuff. I don't follow it closely I enough don't. to actually know. I have no. to look. I, I mean, I'll wait as long as I can. But if the phone does just shit the bed for some reason, yeah, my battery power doesn't hold as long. It's just it's old. The yeah. phone's getting old. It's what three years old? Probably the iPhone four. Yeah, yeah, it would be about three years old at this point. So that's. I mean, that just bothers me. Yeah. Um, the other thing too is I don't know if this is a freak out or a geek out yet because. You know, it's early. Okay. I'm going to be honest. I got to try not to cry because it really bothers me. Oh, okay. Um, you know, what happened with me and Heather, you know, we haven't discussed it too much on air, mm-hmm. but um, I was a couple of weeks ago, she made a very valiant effort to fix things between us. Okay. And it was met with anger rather than me being calm and open to what she was trying to do. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I said a lot of mean things to her and basically made it clear that we were done. Um, and then for some reason, the anger just like subsided and I, and I relooked at what she had messaged me. And at the time I was like, she's going crazy. She won't leave me alone. Mm-hmm. And then when I reevaluated it, I was like, everything she sent to me was very logical, well-written. It wasn't crazy girl text message. Hmm. They were long. Don't get me wrong. Like we could publish what she wrote sure. into a, like a Harry Potter, like anthology. I mean, it was long. <laughs> You'd be shocked by the length of some of these text messages, mm-hmm. um, which actually goes back to the iPhone, thank God, because <laughs> it would have been broken up and jumbled. Sure. Uh, so I reread it, and it just made me think. I was like, this girl really does love me, and and that's that wasn't the problem. But then I was at the gym, and I got into an argument with one of the girls that works for me, and I happened to just say to her, I go, you know, we are, we've argued more in the last couple months than I ever argued with Heather, mm-hmm. and we're not in a relationship, just in general. Sure. In three, in, in like three years. And she just looked at me, and she goes, why did you break up with her? Like, what is your problem? Like, what? So we talked about it, and she's like, I think I think you made a mistake. And I was like, eh, whatever. <laughs> and then I just had my regular scheduled, you know, therapy appointment. Yeah. And so I talked to the therapist about it, and I was like, 
you know, I told her what happened and the text messages and Heather wanting to come down and me being angry. And we just got more in depth. And she had me, she's like, I want you to come back in a couple of days. And in between, I want you to do these exercises. I want you to write these certain things down. Okay. And it helped because it made me realize that it wasn't Heather. That's the problem. Mm -hmm. It's me. Because when you list out everything you're looking for in someone and somebody matches all those things, yet you still have a problem, it's probably not that person. It's yourself. Which hmm. can be the hardest thing. The issue is that I got very overwhelmed with the gym, with the supplements, um, with the fact that I moved, with the fact that we were trying to plan a wedding. And I developed some stupid reasons in my head as to why things weren't working. And, and the bottom line is I took her for granted. I pushed her aside to mm-hmm. make work more important. Okay. Uh, which I also noticed tends to be a cycle in my life. I do these things. I did it with Jess. I did it with Jen. I did it with every girl I've been with. Mm-hmm. I get busy with something and then I push him to the side because, eh, they'll never leave. That's It's a shitty mentality, but I'm aware of the fact that I do that. God, I have the opposite mentality. I do everything I can to hold on to someone because I assume that they will. Uh, I don't know why I do this and uh, I'm aware of it a little more now, <laughs> but I definitely just used it as, as an excuse. I mm-hmm. had trouble juggling. So rather than spending time with her, I would rather be at the gym doing nothing, like literally just sitting behind the desk yeah. on a Sunday or a Friday night where I could be home. But why? I'd rather be. I put everybody in the gym and the gym itself before her, mm-hmm. which was probably really shitty to do. But there are some legit. I mean, I mentioned about like all the friendship wasn't there. The friendship was there. I just needed an excuse to validate what I was doing. See, you had very logical, understandable, real arguments when you laid it out to me. I and did. That, that's why I'm confused now. And well, because I can convince myself of anything, pretty much. Mm-hmm. I can convince myself right now that we should be together. But I also realized that there were some issues that would need to be worked on. And what my therapist, Carrie, said to me, she goes, let's say you don't try. Mm-hmm. Are you going to regret not trying? Like you, you, you're aware of the fact that you kind of just went, eh, I'm not going to try anymore. Mm-hmm. And take her for granted. And the truth is, yes, I I realize that I think if I don't try to fix it, I will regret not doing that. Like I would have given up and nothing pisses me off more than when I give up. Okay. Uh, But I also need to know when things just don't work. So that was also something we discussed was I think one of the points I made was that I have trouble talking to her. Mm -hmm. Like it's hit or miss the conversation. I'm either in it or I'm not. Yeah. But I also realized that while we were broken up and the few times we saw each other. That when we had conversations and I was in it was because I wasn't stressed out about everything else. Okay. And when some of the conversations we had in person where I completely zoned out and was like, this girl's boring me to death was because I was stressed out and had a lot going on at the gym. Mm -hmm. So I'm at a point where I want to try again because I do believe I made a mistake, but I need to also take it one step at a time. And uh, assuming that she's willing to try again, I don't know. We haven't actually sat down and talked about it yet. So to play devil's advocate for a moment, because yeah. that's my job. Go for usually. it. How is this then different to the repeated attempts with Jess? The issues with Jess were much deeper. We okay. did not get along. Oh, OK. All. So like when you saw us together, it seemed like at your parents' house for barbecues or whatever. Right. I never Everything saw it. seemed fine. Sure. But there was so much frustration and just irritation between the two of us and things. There was so like trust is a thing that's important. You need to trust one another. There was no trust. Okay. Uh, 
when I made the list of things that are important, there were things that are have to be non negotiable. Mm-hmm. Like these are the things you want. Like I don't want somebody that's drinking and smoking. Right. Like it's unacceptable. If you do that, this isn't gonna work. Right. And it's gonna cause friction down the road. So there are things that to me that are important and things that I, you can let slide because mm-hmm. you know that the core things are still there. Right. So that's kind of the difference is when I really when you put something on paper, it becomes real. Mm. Whereas in your head, you can kind of twist things and manipulate things. So I don't know if it's going to be a repeat of what happened with Jess. Okay. But I know that if I don't try, I will regret it. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying she moves back in. I'm mm-hmm. saying we go back to I need to be able to make time for her. Okay. Like I have to be able to jo- – I have to see if I can do that. If I can step out of what I'm doing on yeah. like one day a week, how hard is that? Or just go in and then leave, not hang around to bullshit with Amanda or bullshit with this one or that right, one. Right, right. Go from there and then work on the communication stuff. Now, I'm assuming this is something that probably came up with your therapist, too, but I'll bring it up mm-hmm. anyway. And if you don't want to talk about it, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, is there a part of you that says, is my interest in trying this again a result of another issue where now you're convincing yourself you should be with her because you'd rather not be alone? Oh, no. The last three months have been fucking awesome. Oh, okay. Oh, I know. <laughs> don't understand. I love it. I wake up in the morning. I don't have to entertain anybody. Yeah. I go for walks with the dog. I play video games. I watch W. This is great. I told you how I was watching a pay-per-view. Yeah, yeah. I was like, this is aw-. No, no, no. It's not a being alone thing. Okay. I definitely have thoroughly enjoyed just doing whatever the hell I want okay. for the last almost four months. I'm just checking on that. No, no, no. Because I know you're, you're, uh, you're a serial monogamist. And I it's am. always like Sometimes. constant, yeah. Yeah. constant relationship. But I went the first like 22, 23 years of my life with no girl. So I'm yeah, making up but... for that with lots of girls. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it, it, she, we talked about that. That's certainly not the issue. I mean, I don't have a problem being alone. Okay. I haven't been with anybody since. Right. So... I enjoy my freedom. I enjoy that alone time. Mm-hmm. What I'm seeing is that why why am I giving up somebody that seems to be the right fit? Mm-hmm. It's just it comes and that's the thing. If you if I showed you what Heather wrote to me, mm-hmm. like she nailed it. Yeah, like if you read it, it's exactly what the therapist has said to me. I'm like this girl can see right through me and wow. see what the problem was. I just get overwhelmed and I have trouble juggling things, and then I push people away. Well, it wasn't the right time for a wedding. Clearly, because you had a, right. a, a thousand other things going on. Yeah. So, and I try, I think that's what just pushed me over the edge was the look, I want to postpone it to work oh, on yeah. things. And the answer was no. Right. Okay. <laughs> what <laughs> well, you- then explode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, then explosion. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, I know that I, I logged into Facebook today to, mm-hmm. and I was actually setting posts to go out on the Wesley Fitness page for the week, some posts. And then I like changed my profile picture to a picture of me and her. And then I got a phone call from my sister, got up, left the gym to come here and left Facebook open. So I have not deactivated it again. Yeah. But I'm already getting text messages from people and messages on Facebook. And it's like, that's why I hate social media too. Yeah. Because say, fuck out of my business. Right. But well, it's I my own people fault. texting me. You're right. Why <laughs> people are texting you, which, so I don't know. I mean, at this point, she's not back from Portugal yeah. as far as when you hear this. And, uh, I don't know. Hopefully I didn't do too much damage. Yeah. You know, hopefully she's willing to sit down and hear me out and I can explain these things to her amongst some other things that she's not aware of that yeah. she should know about. And then we'll see. Well, in playing devil's advocate, I just want to assure you that I do want nothing but oh, thank the best you. for no, you. No, I know why I do, do it just the ther- to do No, yeah. the therapist does it too. Okay. She's like, look, let's lay out all the cards on right. the table here. I just want to make sure everything's being yeah. covered. No, But I ultimately want whatever is best for you. And if that means you two getting back together and you're happy with that, then I'm thrilled with that. Thank you. 
Okay. We will see. <laughs> it just sucks to realize that you were wrong. It's hard to admit. That, I think that was what held me. That's what stressed me out over the last few months and yep. actually has physically caused problems for me. Sure. In that, like, I've gained body fat and lost muscle mass significant amount. Wow. In, like, six weeks because my stress level is so high that I don't sleep. I don't feel good. Yeah. Do you need so, me to come over to snuggle at night? I do need a cuddle partner, <laughs> Rob. I do. But you're going to have to shave the beard first. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I don't, we, you know, just to, understandable. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, and that threw me a loop here. Hold on a second. I had a thought and I really lost it. Crap. I don't know if I'm blushing or if I'm just warm. Shit. <laughs> uh, yeah. I know how to derail a thought. Let's move on. Okay. Okay. Um, Well, it's a good time to take a break anyway, so let's do that, and then we'll be right back. Hey, Amazon users. If you'd like to help support the show, please go to thegeekgeneration.com slash Amazon, which will bring you right to the Amazon homepage. If you make a purchase after using this link, you've helped the show by earning us a commission, and it won't cost you any extra money. Please use this link for all your future Amazon shopping. That's thegeekgeneration.com slash Amazon. Hi, this is TNA Tara, and you're listening to the one and only The Geek Generation. I repeat, The Geek Generation. Okay, we are back, and we have the smash up to get to, we have news to get to, maybe some other stuff to get to. But before we do, I just want to bring up real quick a way that you can help support the site. I had mentioned in past episodes that not only have I left my job uh, to focus more on this kind of stuff, but in the past I had said that there would be a way that I was going to work on that you could help support the show, not just by sharing it with people, but actually helping out financially. And I'm not mm. going to ask too much of people, or at least I don't think it's too much of people. But we need um, $1 billion. <laughs> Just a measly $1 billion. Don't ask what we're doing with it. No. Don't ask for a receipt. Nope. Nope. Just trust us. <laughs> uh, but I came across this site called... <laughs> There's no way Rob's getting a Batmobile. No, no, not yet. Not yet. I came across this site called Patreon mm. that we're going to use to help fund uh, what we're doing it is kind of like ongoing crowdfunding, so it's like an idea like Kickstarter or Indiegogo or something like that. Mm-hmm. But Kickstarter and Indiegogo are crowdfunding where you give all your money to a preset goal, and then when you hit that goal, that thing gets funded, and it's for like some big project. So it has a beginning and an end. Right, right. And there's one thing you're kind of trying to create. Mm-hmm. Now, we are ongoing content. So that doesn't necessarily work for us. Right. So instead, Patreon is like an ongoing crowdfunding thing. So uh, in this way, you could have donations come in for either each piece of content that you create or some sort of timely fashion. So I have my Patreon page set up now. You can get to it by going to thegeekgeneration.com slash support. And uh, I'm asking that you donate $1 a month. Oh, that's not bad. I don't think that's crazy. There were I did have a thought at first of saying $1 an episode that we release which would yeah. be like $4 a month, but I don't, I don't, I don't we're know. I don't feel that's know, necessary. Yeah. So I have no problem creating. I mean, this stuff's going to stay free one way or the other. Mm-hmm. This is not like some, I'm going to hold episodes at ransom until you give whatever. Uh, but this is the way we're starting it off. We're going to test it out right now. 
you can set it up to be a dollar a month. If you want to set more than a dollar a month, you can do that too. And you'll automatically be charged that donation amount every month. You don't even have to think about it. You can mm-hmm. just kind of let it roll going on. So by the end of the year, you'll have donated $12. That doesn't <laughs> sound crazy. No. No. But $12 uh, spaced out amongst all our great listeners. Right. If that happens, that's a way to really allow me to spend the time that, doing these kind of things. Mm. Now, I do have some goals that I'm trying to work on, and I'm thinking of coming up with some rewards, too, okay. for people that do donate more. So for one thing, I usually have this show done and edited by like Sunday afternoon, Sunday night. Mm -hmm. It's going to come up a little later on Monday this week because we have plans after this. But most of the time I have that show ready by like Sunday afternoon. Yeah. So maybe people that hit a certain donation tier have it available to them through a private link on Sunday instead of having to wait for Monday. That's a good idea. So that's a, a potential thing if there are other rewards people are interested in. Please let me know. Uh, I'm going to do another like fixed amount. If you want to get a T-shirt, you'll be able to do like a fixed amount award and get that. But we'll we'll play around with it. This is the initial model, though. Too bad just Anna's married. I was like, we could raffle Anna off and win a date with Anna. <laughs> but she's married now. So I don't think he's going to appreciate that. I would raffle myself off, but I don't know how much of a female listener base know. we have. Let's find out. If you're a female listener, <laughs> you want to donate $5 a month. <laughs> Look, I'm not expensive. <laughs> I am a cheap date. That's right. 50 cents. Uh, <laughs> so um, a dollar a month is all we're asking for. But I do have some goals if we can get to certain. I don't know what those marks are going to be. But the reason that I'm asking people to donate is that I can accomplish some of these things. One mm. thing that I'd like to do is release two episodes a week okay, instead of just one. That would be nice. But again, that takes more time and time away from other things. Where You're I'm talking going about to, some like specialty episodes as well. Like, uh, like you talked about some shows you like want to more watch. interviews. Yeah. Stuff like that. Have more guests. Mm-hmm. Now I'll have more flexibility to have them on. So now we'll be able to get more guests on the show, I think. I've talked about this with you and the other co-hosts and some other people, too, but I haven't on air yet. For a couple of years now, I've wanted to create a whole separate podcast dedicated to Batman the Animated Series. Sure. And then other forms of Batman animation. Uh, and that would also be released every single week in addition to this show. Mm-hmm. Haven't had time to do it because of my regular job. I'm hoping to get that done now, too. I'd like to create more video content so yep. people can see a lot of the videos that we watch in web finds and stuff. I'll create a video so you can go to kind of one place cool. with that and check that out. And I'd like to spend more time streaming the games on Twitch so yeah. and really interacting with people and maybe playing games with them, too. So these are all things that I would love to do. But again, I can't do it out with your uh, without your financial support. So if you head on over to thegeekgeneration.com slash support, you can go and become a patron of the Geek Generation. And if you want to increase that amount to above a dollar a month, feel free. I am grateful for anything you want to give. But all I'm asking for is a dollar a month. So if you are a fan of what we do and want to support us in that, I would greatly appreciate it. So let's get into something that I know the fans really love while we're talking about Mm -hmm. creating cool stuff. It's time for this week's Smash Up. Last week, I had asked people to smash up a character from another movie franchise and bring them into the X-Men and give them a power so what yes. would it be inside of the group of the X-Men? I'd given the examples of Marty McFly, mm-hmm. who has the ability to travel through time when traveling at 88 miles per hour. 
Uh, Napoleon naturally. Dynamite, naturally. Napoleon Dynamite, the ability to entrance others through hypnotic dance. It is hypnotic. And Donnie Darko, who creates hallucinations in the minds of others, leading them to believe things are awesome when in reality they are shitty as hell. And he shits on that movie Just again. Just like the movie. <laughs> I hate it, man. I really I know do. you hate it. Uh, but we got some responses in from the audience and a lot of good ones as usual. The first one comes in from Aaron Shuck. Shuck, 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 Shuck. <laughs> there it is, the Shuck chant. Shuck writes... He is Ted Theodore Logan, and he is Bill S. Preston Esquire, <laughs> and together they are Wild Stallions. <laughs> they are able to subdue villains with their powerful sonic blasts, which they create by playing air guitar. Well done, Mr. Shuck. Dan Clark writes in, Brick Tamlin from Anchorman, oh, so Steve Carell's character, right. the ability to conjure powerful weapons like a trident or hand grenade to his beck and call for reasons he's not even aware of. Hmm. He can also cause others to fall madly in love with inanimate objects with his rallying cry, I love lamp! <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> uh, Ryan Hickman writes in, The Black Knight. Power? Everything is just a flesh wound. <laughs> Matt uh, West? Machete. Danny Trejo would probably challenge Wolverine as the biggest badass on the X-Men team. Former CIA agent special op who is a beast when using machetes as weapons. He even has a cool nickname already in Machete. Right. Dodges bullets, takes an ass kicking, and deals out death with his twin blades. Mm, I like it. Also, Jackie Chan as Jackie in Rumble in the Bronx, Who uh. Am I, First Strike, Super Cop, whatever else. High pain threshold and agility is able to literally scale walls and intricately use his environment to maximize his fighting capabilities to defeat multiple opponents. Good, good. Next one is from G1, who we oh, haven't wow. heard from in a while. G1 writes in with John McClane from Die Hard, being at the right place at the wrong time and nearly invincible. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's, that's well done. Co-host Damian Cranshaw writes in with Ace Ventura. The ability to speak every language known to animal and only one known to man. <laughs> I'm assuming that the one known to man is ass speak, right? I, mean, I think so. <laughs> yeah. Directly out of the ass. I don't know. I don't know. Because in the second age Ventura, he gets on the tree branch and speaks out of his butt. And then all the animals come running. So I think oh. that's what animals understand. Interesting. Yes. Interesting. Uh, and lastly, we save our favorite writer for our last now. Paulo wrote in with probably like 10 or 15 answers. Wow. And I could not go through them all. So I chose what I thought was the best of the best. And it is still a group. But uh, this is the best ones that he wrote in. Brian Mills, who is played by Liam Neeson and Taken. Oh. Retrieving people using his, quote, particular set of skills. He will look for you. He will find you. And he will kill you. <gasps> Well done. King Leonidas, who was played by Gerard Butler in 300, uh, his powers convincing Sparta, the Persian army, and the world at large that he's not gay for any of his 300 Spartan <laughs> soldiers. <laughs> Cobb, who is played by Leonardo DiCaprio in Inception, confusing you to such a degree that you can't tell if you're awake or dreaming. Welcome to life. <laughs> M from the Bond movies, played by Judy Dench. Ah. Judging every life decision you make with a tone of voice so condescending, opponents <laughs> have no choice but to surrender and seriously consider a career change. President Thomas Whitmore, played by Bill Pullman in Independence Day. Here we go. Uniting large groups of people with highly influential and patriotic speeches about federal holidays. We will not go quietly into the night. <laughs> we will not vanish without a fight. We're going to live on. We're going to survive. Today... 
we celebrate our Independence Day. <laughs> I don't think a single person heard that speech and didn't think to themselves, America! <laughs> Fuck yeah! <laughs> and lastly, Hobbes. I love that that's what's in the email. <laughs> that was all in there? That was all in this there. This kid's awesome. That was all in there. I know, he just writes me a script. He does. And I just run with it. Uh, and lastly, Hobbes, as played by The Rock in the Fast and Furious movies. Power, creating a slick of baby oil so slippery it's impossible to get a grip, stay standing, or otherwise accomplish anything that involves any level of friction. See any picture of Hobbs from those movies, it's like Johnson & Johnson was a sponsor. <laughs> Maybe they were. <laughs> That's a good one. So lots of great answers to the Smash Up this week. You guys continue to kill it every single time. I love it. I'm hoping this next one will be a little easier and a little faster to get through because it's not conceptual Smash Ups. We're going more for name play on this one. So just as we did in the past, we had done, I believe, TV show bands or movie bands or something like that. Mm -hmm. Let's do video game bands. So the examples here, uh, I wrote up. I've actually written up like 10 already. Rock band. But I'm, <laughs> I'm not going. Well, no, it's not that no, kind of mash up the name of a video game, I name know. of a band. I'm only going to go through a couple of the ones I came up with now. I'll go through my full list on the next show when we actually reveal them all. Uh, but just a couple ideas. Aerosmith, the acrobat. Instead of Arrow the Acrobat and oh. Aerosmith. Uh, Mortal Kombat versus ACDC Universe. Good. The Binding of Chris Isaac. I tell you, man, it's a wicked game. And lastly, Pearl Jam and Earl. Uh, <laughs> yes. If you have any ideas or uh, submissions for the video game bands, you can email those to podcast at thegeekgeneration.com. Or tweet them to at Geek Generation, and we will read them on an upcoming episode. And also, if you have any ideas for a future Smash Up category, send those in, too. We always appreciate them. Let's go into the news. First news story here. Ryan Johnson has been set to write and direct Star Wars Episode 8. So even though J.J. Abrams is taking Episode 7... It's been announced that Ryan Johnson will write and direct Star Wars Episode Eight. Johnson, this Ryan Johnson, and what has he done? Johnson previously wrote and directed Brick, The Brothers Bloom, and 2012's Looper. In response to the announcement, Johnson posted a clip from the film The Right Stuff on his Twitter account, in which the character utters the phrase, Dear Lord, please don't let me fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> we saw Looper, right? We did. Uh, that was the Bruce Willis I believe Willis so. Movie. And, uh, yeah. That was good. And Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Right. So, and all those movies that he's done, too, he writes and directs. So just like J.J. Abrams, he's going to have, have a heavy creative hand in this movie. Cool. Which is great. I love to see that. Amazon has revealed their first smartphone, mm. the Amazon Fire Phone. In addition to including a year of Amazon Prime, the key selling features of the phone are dynamic perspective, Firefly technology, and Mayday. With dynamic perspective, users can tilt, auto-scroll, swivel, and peek to navigate menus and access shortcuts with one hand. Firefly technology quickly identifies printed web and email addresses, phone numbers, QR and barcodes, plus over 100 million items, including movies, TV episodes, songs, and products. Simply press and hold the dedicated Firefly button to discover useful information and take action in seconds. With Mayday, users can get free live on-demand video support with an Amazon expert 24-7, 365 days a year at the touch of a button. The phone operates on the latest version of Amazon's Fire OS, which is built from the Android platform. Fire Phone also has a 13-megapixel camera for high-quality photos and records video in 1080p at 30 frames per second from both front and rear-facing cameras. 
users who link their Amazon account to their phone will receive the benefit of free, unlimited cloud storage for all photos taken with their Fire Phone. Hmm. The Amazon Fire Phone is available for pre-order now and will release on July 25th starting at $199 with an AT&T service agreement. Well, my problem might be solved. <laughs> Holy crap. Yeah. I mean, I know we watched the video on the phone. Yep. My question is, does it text? <laughs> because they didn't say that. It does. Okay. It does all the regular know, stuff that just, a smartphone would. Yeah. And it has access to the Android marketplace for all the apps and things like that, too. Right. It is impressive looking. You should look. You'll have the video linked into the show I will, notes. Of course. Yeah, people yeah. should watch it. It is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of new ideas in that. Uh, very and innovative. And it's only available on AT and T. And it's o- it's AT and T exclusive. Yeah, this might be so my solution. Maybe it is an option. Legendary Pictures and Universal Studios have revealed that Pacific Rim Two will debut in theaters on April seventh, two thousand seventeen. In addition to the sequel, an animated series is also being developed to expand the Pacific Rim franchise. This movie did well. I think so, and I think it's doing very well marketing-wise, too. Mm. All the toys of the Jaegers and the oh, kaiju yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah, It's probably doing very well on the uh, marketing front. Is CM Punk new? <laughs> you are so distracted by my show. I, I was for a second. Yes, uh, I, I have a new Funko Pop. I put it on Instapoop. Oh, I did not see that. I don't know. I, I posted that picture, that same one. I, I sent it to Facebook, and my mom commented asking if it was you. <laughs> Uh, yeah uh there's some similarities i guess so aside from the tattoos and everything yeah (laughs) and the amazing wrestling ability and i am pretty good on the mic yeah yeah well that's tough to see from uh yeah a figure but (laughs) yes my new cm punk is uh the new addition of the family following the departure of edgar wright marvel has announced that peyton reed will direct ant-man reed's previous credits include yes man the breakup and bring it on In addition, Marvel has revealed that Adam McKay, who at one point was also in contention to direct, will contribute to the film's script. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. BBC America has confirmed that Doctor Who Who? will return on Saturday, August 23rd. The series returns with Peter Capaldi as the new Doctor, along with Jenna Coleman reprising her role as Clara Oswald. Looking forward to where Doctor Who's going to be going in the future. Every time they change a Doctor... It can drastically change things in the series, obviously. Mm. And it's been a few years since we've had that. Even though their third season won't begin airing until this fall, Nickelodeon has announced that they have renewed Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles for a 20-episode fourth season, which will debut in fall of 2015. I would think that's a smart idea, considering there's a movie coming out. See, I was worried that the movie would derail the series. Oh. Because I love the series. It's very good. I'm still watching it. I really, really like it, and I was worried that if the movie got popular, it would cause them to cancel the series and kind of take up the movie oh. the movie universe and make yeah. that an animated thing. But no, this is a commitment to that show, which is great Good. to see. Beginning in Season 3, Seth Green will join the voice cast as Leonardo, replacing the exiting Jason Biggs. Oh. Apparently, there's been some controversy via Twitter. Jason Biggs is a very outspoken guy, uh, makes a lot of vulgar... <laughs> tweets and like jokes and things like that as does his wife uh they just they're just very open and yeah. comedy based and they don't care that he's on a kids based cartoon they're not worried about that thing kind of like his career he's all that worried about his career well he just uh joined the cast of orange is the new black so that's well, he, also well, he's been in thing. there right yeah. right right he's, yeah so clearly he's got other things going on too so he's Plus, not too worried about another it. american pie movie is sure gonna happen yeah we will go see it yeah of course <laughs> 
Shane Black has confirmed that he will write and direct the next Predator movie for 20th Century Fox. Cool. Black will write a treatment for the film, which will then be scripted in full by Fred Decker, whom he worked with on The Monster Squad. You remember that movie from the 80s? No. You never saw Monster Squad? Maybe. Wolfman's Got Nards? Nope. Seriously? No, I don't think I saw it. Oh my god, we have to watch a movie. Oh. I have not watched it in years. I don't know if it holds up. Probably not. But my brother and I actually loved this movie. Who else is in it? When we were like, growing is up. it Frankenstein and everybody? Uh, it's all the universal monsters. Oh, okay. But Dracula's the villain, and then a few kids like gather up the rest of them to fight against Dracula. Sounds oddly familiar. It's great. Maybe I did see it when I... How could I not see that when I was a kid? But I, I, <laughs> we got to watch it. I remember it being great. I don't know if it still is, but I do want to rewatch it, especially if you haven't seen it. Mm. While initial reports said that the movie would be a reboot, Black told Collider that he and Decker see the project as definitely not a reboot. Quote, mm. as far as Fred and I are concerned anyway. Why start over when you've got all this rich mythology yet to mine? Black continued to say he doesn't like reboots generally, but can really get behind innovative sequels, noting that he likes the idea of expanding and exploring the existing Predator mythology rather than hitting the restart button. So it seems like he's moving in the right direction. Good. No more reboots. Right. Suck it. Add another cut to the WWE roster. Who? Have you heard? No. As the company has officially released announcer Josh Matthews. Wow. He pissed somebody off then. Didn't maybe see that coming, no, did you? Day, no. It can't it was maybe a day or two ago that it actually happened. Very out of nowhere. No announcement on the website about it. I had to hear through other channels. Uh, after finishing as a runner up in the first ever tough enough competition, Matthews was originally hired by WWE back in two thousand two. Right. Apparently the release of Matthews came as a big shock to most people within the company and was part of the ongoing budget cuts. WWE had been making cuts in each department, and Matthews was simply at the bottom of the announcer's list. Apparently, there's no wrongdoing or anything that happened. He was just at the bottom of the He's totem at pole, the and they bottom cut him. of the list after 14 years. Go figure. No, 12, 12 years. years. 12 years. Go figure. How was he at the bottom of the announcer's list? I had heard that I believe Michael Cole and Josh Matthews were the only two announcers that were on salary. So by cutting Matthews, they're cutting an entire salary and not oh. just a pay-per-gig thing. I don't know for sure, though. That's just something I heard in another source. I don't think source, Michael but, Cole. <laughs> yeah, right? I, I think that's a bummer. I like Josh Matthews. Yeah, he was good. Yeah, he was a solid announcer, and he did a ton of stuff. How do you not have a guy like that moving forward with the WWE Network, well, you know? You know, he worked for them for 12 years. Uh, he probably could have pocketed a lot of money. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure he'll do fine. Yeah. But and there's plenty of other hosting things he can get into, no doubt. I mean, 12 years experience in front of the camera. He did a lot of stuff behind the scenes. He, did. he does a lot of WWE Network stuff. Yeah. Well, that's too bad. I liked him. Yeah, me too. Sony Pictures Entertainment has announced that they are currently developing a hybrid CG animated slash live action feature based on the acclaimed Sonic the Hedgehog video game series. Mm. The film will look to capture Sonic's irreverent tone and spirit reuniting him with some of the most revered and infamous characters of the franchise, including the evil Dr. Eggman. Playful, mischievous, and quick on his feet in more ways than one, the world's fastest hedgehog is known for his ability to move at supersonic speed to protect his friends from their enemies. Do we care? No, why would we? <laughs> I'll check it out. Fail. <laughs> Noah Bennett, a.k.a. the man in the horned rim glasses will return in NBC's planned 13-episode miniseries, Heroes Reborn. 
Jack Coleman, who played HRG in the original series, is the first actor to sign on for the 2015 show. Plot details for the new episodes are being kept under wraps, but the 13 episodes are said to follow a new standalone story arc. I'm happy to see him coming back. He was a pivotal character for I gotta watch the that original show. show. I watched it. It's really good. I'm forgetting to. The original heroes, like all yeah, yeah. Blu-rays are up there. I see them. They are. They're probably on Netflix, too. I still argue that the first season of Heroes is one of the best standalone seasons of television ever created. It does go downhill. It never gets as bad as I think other people think it gets. But that first season is amazing. Mm-hmm. It's so good. After the successful airing of the reimagined special in January, Cartoon Network has announced the return of the Powerpuff Girls. Slated for a 2016 launch, this reboot will include an all-new television series produced by Cartoon Network Studios and a full licensing program that will roll out across all regions. One of Cartoon Network's most enduring original series, The Powerpuff Girls has earned two Emmy Awards along with five nominations, as well as countless animation honors throughout its 78-episode run. The series also inspired a feature film in 2003, a 10th anniversary special, and a reimagined CG special. The Powerpuff Girls is one of the top-grossing Cartoon Network brands of all time, with more than $2.5 billion in retail sales generated since its debut, and has endured as a global fashion brand with a range of apparel partners and fashion collections around the world. I didn't know they went away. They've been off the air for years now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're still making money. Oh, yeah. The, The stuff is still all out there, which... Is obviously reinvigorating the brand and bringing yeah. back a new version of the show. It's not unheard of. Teenage Ninja Turtles has had enough reboots, so I think everyone's kind of due in the cartoon world. Well, this girls gives girls something to look forward to. Yeah, I liked the original show. I thought it was very tongue-in-cheek funny, and it was one of the original shows from Gendy or Jendi Tartakovsky. This guy, same guy who did like Dexter's Lab and Samurai Jack, oh, and kind of created that. that whole animation style for mm. Cartoon Network. Yeah, really like his shows. Marvel and Netflix have announced that actress Rosario Dawson is set to join the cast of Marvel's Daredevil, the 13-episode series coming to Netflix in 2015. Dawson will, according to the press release, play, quote, a dedicated young woman whose quest to heal the wounds of Hell's Kitchen brings Matt Murdock unexpectedly crashing into her life, while her own journey forever alters the course of his battle against the injustices of his broken city. Mm-hmm. And lastly... Disney Television Animation has begun production on The Lion Guard, an animated TV movie and series that continues the story of The Lion King following the adventures of Simba and Nala's children. Geared towards kids aged 2 to 7 and their families. I'm in. (laughs) I know, that's our age range. (laughs) The Lion Guard TV movie will premiere in fall 2015, and the subsequent series will debut in early 2016 on Disney Junior and Disney Channel. The Lion Guard begins as Kion. I'm assuming that's his name. I haven't seen the follow-up movies where they introduce these characters. There was only one, and it was the Lion King. I don't know what this two was or this two and a half and Timon and Pumbaa. Yeah, there was two. Uh, The Lion Guard begins as Kion, the second-born cub of Simba and Nala, assumes the role of leader of the Lion Guard, a group of the bravest and brightest tasked with preserving the Pride Lands. Instead of assembling a team of young lions to serve with him, Kion challenges tradition by calling upon friends he believes are the best choices. Bunga, a fearless honey badger. Fooli, a confident cheetah. Beshti, a happy-go-lucky hippo. And Ono, an intellectual egret. 
Stories will include special appearances by Mufasa, Timon, Pumbaa, Rafiki, Zazu, and Kion's older sister, Kiara, the future queen of the Pride Lands. Spoiler alert, didn't Mufasa die? Well, he flashbacks. I guess so. Or cloud Mufasa. <laughs> <laughs> it turns out when you die, that's what we tell our kids these days. You don't actually die. You just get uploaded to the cloud. That's right. <laughs> actually sounds really good. Yeah, nobody understands the cloud. No, you get no, uploaded to the cloud. I like that. That's what I'm going with from now on. Sweet. Uh, so we're going to wrap it up there. Do you have a final thought or something you'd like to plug? No. No, I don't. Okay. Uh, please head on over to thegeekgeneration.com to Slash Amazon to get that new Amazon phone. <laughs> well, there's order. that. There is that. Uh, everything we do is at thegeekgeneration.com. If you use iTunes, please rate the show and write a review. You can like us at facebook.com slash thegeekgeneration. Follow us at geekgeneration on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the Night Angel. Send emails to podcast at thegeekgeneration.com. Please don't forget to head over to thegeekgeneration.com slash support to become a patron and support the show and the company. And as always, the show theme is provided by Machine Supremacy. A link to their site can also be found on our site. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So until next week, find something to geek out on, and we will see you then. See Later. Make it so.